So this episode is going to be all about them weeds. All about them weeds. I've been planning this episode for a while, but it just, for some reason, hasn't been coming together in my brain. And you know, for some reason today it just all dropped into place for me. And so I'm sitting here, I don't have any notes, I am just going to be going off the top of my head today, just spontaneously letting it flow. I feel like Spirit has something to say, and I didn't feel like it was time, like Spirit was saying it's not time yet, it just didn't feel right, but now it feels like the door is open, and I just felt like this one, this one was going to be a little bit different, I'm just going to sit down just going to shoot straight from the heart, straight from the hip, and uh, just let this one flow. It's time to wake up to your awakening and become aware of being human. Human beings, being love. It's time to be the tree soaring up above with roots deep. Oh, so much love with branches reaching up to the one. Welcome to the Be The Tree Podcast. I've really been thinking a lot about all of the people that I experience. And uh, for some reason, I experience a lot of people in my life. I have a lot of different channels of people that I meet and I find that there are a lot of people who are just really struggling. When I talk to them and ask them how they're doing, uh, sometimes they just come right out and tell me how they're doing, but there's a lot of misery. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of negativity versus positivity. And people see my life and they see me as very positive. I have been told many, many, many times that there's just something about me that I radiate positivity, that I'm just light and love and yes i feel that i feel that god lives through me in that way and that his light does shine through me and his love does flow through me i feel overwhelmingly grateful and happy in my life i have a peace that makes no sense considering my health issues um, the prognosis that i was given but I don't feel sick. I don't allow myself to be a victim to this illness. And one thing that I've been thinking about is that I want to put this in the right framework. You know, I have a lot of people reaching out to me on a constant basis, asking me how I'm doing, checking in to see how things are going. Have I had scans lately? How are things? And, you know, it gets to be kind of a lot. And in some ways, 
I'm just like, man, I, I just kind of wish people would stop asking me all the time because it just keeps bringing it up. And the more I think I'm sick, the sicker I'm going to be. So if good intentioned friends are constantly saying, how are you? Are you feeling okay? Is everything good? It just keeps bringing it up. And I think it's better for me to not even think about it. Just to live my life like it's not even there, like it doesn't even exist. So in a lot of ways, I just wish my friends <clears throat> were interacting me with me more positively. Uh, and I've thought about that and I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean by that? Because all these people just love you. And how are they supposed to know how to interact with you? I mean, this is them loving you, bro. So what are you like getting all butthurt about? <laughs> And it's a, like a subtle thing. It's very difficult to, to really think about until you're sitting in the same chair that I'm sitting in. You just really don't want to be reminded. You just want to like move past it all and move forward. So what would I expect my friends to say? I've thought about that and I'm not sure I have an answer. Honestly, I think I just want my friends to join me in believing that this thing is not a thing anymore. Join me in rejoicing in the hope I have for the future, in the joy that I have in my life right now, the peace that I'm experiencing, the love that flows through me, and just uh, don't even give this whole cancer thing a place here anymore. Just be like, it doesn't exist. Don't even talk about it. Don't even bring it up. That's probably the best thing that any of my friends can do for me honestly and I just don't want to be told over and over again that I have cancer because I don't feel like I do I feel like God is removing this thing from my life and it's as good as done by faith it is done like by faith it's gone I'm healed I'm gonna live to be an old man that's what I believe so I don't want anyone else's fear to interrupt that. Does that make sense? I'm saying this in love. I'm saying this to educate you. Uh, if you know people who are dealing with illness, maybe think through what I'm saying here and use that uh, in your interactions with them. Treat them like they're healed, healthy, whole. Um, rejoice with them if that's where they're at. And if you're interacting with me, I'm probably just asking you to do the same. With that in mind, I'd also like to say I'm having my own personal struggles with the waiting. You know, you've listened probably to one or the other or both of my podcasts at this point, if you're listening to this message, and you have heard me speak courageously, faithfully about how I feel like I'm on a healing journey, how I feel like I am going to be healed, and that I just like what I said, I just consider myself to be healed already. But as time has gone on, I mean, I've been on treatment for six months. Things are going amazing, but I don't put my faith in this treatment because the doctors have told me this treatment isn't going to heal me. So I know where my healing is going to come from. 
But in the wait, in the meantime, uh, some things have begun to creep into my mind. Things like doubt, especially, where I just start thinking back to the things that God said and wondering if that's what he really meant. Start questioning the experiences and messages that I received back in September, October, up until now. And it's like this doubt tries to come in and say, get real, like wake up. Do you really believe those things? And like suggestions actually start to enter my brain like I could die. Like I just got this cold uh, over this last few days, just a simple cold. But when you have what I'm dealing with, a simple cold can freak you out if your mind's not in the right place because you start thinking, oh no, what is this? Am I reacting to my medications? Could this, uh, what do you call it, snowball into something terrible? Could this be the end? It's like it gets crazy if you allow it to. And I have been having to really be intentional about that because you know, I've struggled in my past with depression and not grooming my mind properly. And my mind has the ability to go into dark places and to lose hope and to feel um, sad, depressed, like it wants to die. You know, I've been there. I've been there a lot in my life. And I know that I don't want to ever go there again. And this uh, oper- this uh, health condition has provided opportunity for my mind to go into those channels. And I've been thinking a lot about uh, that and being very careful about not allowing my mind to go into those channels. But I've been struggling with it lately, especially. But God's been meeting me where I am. And so I've been planning this message about the waiting time and how difficult it can be, but I've been struggling a little bit with knowing what to say exactly until today. You know, at church, I went to two different churches, and it's amazing how the messages can just cross over. And it's like God is speaking to me from two different places, two different ways, but they're the same. He's speaking the same message. That to me, is an evidence of the Spirit and of just divine, just a divine message. Like when I go to two churches and get the same messages addressing my exact need, that's pretty powerful. That's like supernatural. Today was great. It's like the Spirit was just speaking to me exactly about this issue. And I just wanted to share some of the thoughts that I had. And I want to address the issue of our minds, you know, The Bible says that what you sow, you reap. And that was the message at one of the churches today. Whatever you sow, you reap. And that goes for our minds and our thoughts. If you're always allowing negative thoughts to come into your minds, if you're filling your mind with the news or scary movies or worry and anxiety or depressive thoughts or any of those kinds of like, things of darkness, your mind believes those things and it comes out in your presence and who you are. 
It just comes out because whatever you sow, whatever you plant within you, you reap. It will come out. It will grow in you and it will become a plant. And I think of these kinds of thoughts like weeds. In the waiting time or any anything you're facing that's difficult, your mind can start to become entangled with weeds. And it's really important for us to always be on guard for those things. Maybe use uh, some Roundup, which is like positivity. The more positivity, like you're spraying on those weeds, the more they're just like disappearing. So always be uh, intentionally filling your mind with positivity. And then those weeds don't have as much it's like too much light and the weeds just can't take root there. You know, the Bible says, don't let a root of bitterness spring up in you because that's ruined so many men. These roots of bitterness can spring up in us and just like, you know, take this tender plant. Even big trees can get completely destroyed by like these, uh, what do you call it? Um, like these ivy strands that just grow up and around them and just like choke out all the light, like mistletoe. It just kills plants. So it's important for us to guard ourselves from negative thoughts and to always be introducing positive thoughts. The thing about our minds that I've learned that's been really helpful for, helpful for me something that I feel like is really important to talk to you about. And when I say you, I'm talking to you, my friends. I know that so many of you, my friends, are literally dealing with thoughts of suicide, thoughts of just not wanting to be here, thoughts of feeling so overwhelmed, thoughts of, you know, angry thoughts, bitterness, feeling like you don't belong, feeling like you don't know your purpose, feeling like you're lost, feeling confused, just feeling down. And when I have interacted with many of you, I hear these things and I can tell that you are not taking your thoughts into captivity. The Bible actually says that we can take every thought into captivity. And what that means is we need to be guarding our thoughts. And we need to be choosing what thoughts we allow into our, our brains and like cultivating a place in our minds where only, you know, if we're always cultivating, cultivating good things, good things will grow. But if we're allowing all of these weeds and roots of bitterness to grow up inside of ourselves, what do you think is going to grow there? And that's what comes out in your language and in your perspective and in your uh like what you expect for the future. So this message is for me. It's for all you people that I love who are struggling in your minds. And it's for anyone else who is also having that these kinds of issues. I see so many people just living sad lives. And we don't have to live that way. I've been there. I know exactly what it's like. 
exactly what it's like to feel powerless over it, to feel sad all the time. And it's because I was allowing those thoughts into my mind on a regular daily basis. And I wasn't guarding them. I wasn't taking my thoughts into captivity and I wasn't filling my mind with positivity instead. And that's what happens. So the important part that I really want to bring out here is that our lives are ours to create. Our lives are ours to create. We don't have to live that way. We can live however we want to, however we want to, but it depends on what we fill our minds with. There are some interesting verses in the Bible. One says, as a man thinks, so is he. So whatever you're constantly thinking in your brain is what you basically end up becoming. If you're thinking positivity, light, and love, you'll become positivity, light, and love. If you're thinking negativity, sadness, and depression, you're going to be negativity, sadness, and depression. Because as you think, so are you. One thing to really realize, and this comes from a book called The Untethered Soul, but also like The Power of Now. These books are really powerful books about the mind. I recommend them to everybody. Everybody needs to read these books. The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer and The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. These two books are powerful mind books. And basically they teach that we, we, like who, who are we when you break it all down? My name is Bird Soldier White, but it wasn't always. And what if I was named something else? Would I still be who I am is, or am I the label that I have as a name? No, I'm something else. I am a five foot, 10 and a half inch white male with long hair and blue eyes and a birthmark on my right knee and still have all of my toes and fingers. Uh, all of my bones are still intact, never been broken. Um, I have all my teeth. Uh, you know, these are all description descriptions of my physical body, but they aren't me. How do I know that? Because I can uh, objectively look at those things. So for example, if I were to ask myself, I'm just looking out in front of me, I see a stack of pine cones on the table. Am I that stack of pine cones? No, obviously not. Um, I see a tapestry hanging on the wall. Am I that tapestry? No, of course not. How do I know that? Because I'm removed from those things. I can see them. They are objects in front of me. So, you know, when I look at my physical body, I can see my fingers. I can see my toes. I'm not my fingers and my toes. Those are objects. I'm objectifying those things. Deep inside me, there's something, someone, a presence or an entity that's able to look at that tapestry and objectify it and look at those pine cones and objectify it and look at my fingers and my toes and objectify it. If I can see that I'm separate from those things. So 
you know, anything that we can like objectify. Like if I say, well, I am, um, let's just go back to some of those thoughts. If you're constantly telling yourself that you're no good, that you are ugly, that you are, that nobody likes you, that your personality is boring, that you don't have a good story to tell about yourself, that you don't really feel like you have any strong purpose. Maybe you feel on the other side of the coin, maybe you feel like, man, I really feel like I have a strong purpose. I know that I'm this amazing accountant. Uh, I am killing it, making tons of money. I have all the toys that anybody would ever want. But those things aren't you either. Those are just like uh, roles you're playing. Those, All of those things could change. And you probably weren't all of those things your whole life. Like, were you an accountant when you were six years old? Sir, so then who were you then? You know, these are just roles and labels, not really who we are. They're just things we do. And that's why I tend to try not to ascribe to labels. You know, I've been asked, like, well, what do you do? I was just asked this yesterday. What, well, what do you do? And I was like, um, what do you mean? Like, for work or for play? Um, it's like, I don't, you know, people are asking what I do, trying to like figure me out or put me in some kind of a box, figure out who I am. But when I say, hey, you know, I work three days as an x-ray tech, I don't feel like I'm an x-ray tech. I don't ascribe to that label. Like my very being is not x-ray tech. It's just something I'm doing for money so I can eat food and live in this house and do the things that I love to do and even those things I love to do are not me they're just things I love to do that's it so then who am I really who am I who are you well deep down inside of us resides what you could call a silent witness it's the one who just sits looking out at all these things the one who even your thoughts think about it your thoughts are not you because you can see slash hear your thoughts you're aware of them and they just come in and they go you have a thought you might focus on it and then it goes away and then you have another thought and it's just thought after thought all day long the silent witness is the one sitting there looking at those things so your thoughts really are just an illusion. They just come in, they're, they're like a cloud, and then they can just go away. The problem is, so many of us will look at these thoughts, a thought will come in, I'm depressed, I'm sad, I can't do anything about my current life situation, I am bad at relationships, I'm not loved, I am not popular, I feel lonely. And we look at these thoughts, and we create, we allow them to become our identity. And then we get sad about it. And like, here's the thing. You are not those thoughts. Those thoughts are just like clouds. So we should never like embrace those thoughts as who we are. Because deep, deeper behind all of those thoughts is us. We're the ones who can sit there and look at those thoughts and be like, oh, 
I'm having a thought about me feeling sad. If you're actually observing that thought, you can't be that thought because you're the observer of that thought. That's who you really are, the observer. And Ram Dass says, we, I am loving awareness. I am loving awareness. And I feel like that is really the core of who we actually all are. Our deepest, most authentic self is just this observer, this loving awareness at the center of our heart cave, I guess is what he would call it too. That makes the most sense to me. Just sitting here, love, observing, being, and that's about it. So whatever thought comes in to become a weed in my life, I don't have to hold on to it. I remember going to this, um, it was like a, what do you call it? A support group for cancer survivors. And we were like painting these horses, putting like words on them. And uh, the ladies that I was with had all been through breast cancer. And they were all like sharing these horror stories with each other about their breast cancer journey and all the things that they had to go through. And, you know, I hadn't up to that point, I hadn't had surgery. I hadn't had any real issues. I hadn't had anything happen. And I'm just like, is this what I have to look forward? And I remember being stricken with fear so much that I just like started crying. And I just had to leave like the support group. The support group that was supposed to make me feel better made me feel so bad that I had to leave. And I'm just driving down the road and I remember my hands on the steering wheel and I'm looking down the road and I'm just feeling terrible. Like looking down the road, almost like an allegory for just looking down this this path of doom that I'm bound to travel just because I have cancer. And I'm just terrified and I'm just so afraid and I'm just like hurting. And then this, like this thought pops into my mind, maybe spirit. It says, how are these thoughts making you feel right now? And I answered myself and I said, they're making me feel terrible. <laughs> like I feel so bad right now. And then that voice said, well, how long do you want to feel that way? And I remember answering back and thinking, well, not sure I really want to feel that way very much longer at all. Like I just kind of want to feel better, honestly. And then that voice said, well, are these thoughts serving you in any way? And I stopped and I thought about that and I was like, hmm, all they're doing is making me feel really bad. There's not really anything I can do about it. It's not guaranteed that I'm going down that path, that I'm going to have the same experience as these ladies were sharing. All I'm doing is worrying. I'm not doing myself any service whatsoever. So no, these thoughts aren't serving me in any way. So then the voice said to me, well, why don't you just like let them go? And I was like, just that simple? Like just let them go? The voice was like, yeah. Yeah, just let him go. I was like, whoa. 
that was like one of the first times it like really dawned on me that I can take my thoughts into captivity. Like I can literally decide what thoughts I want to hold on to and for how long. It's that easy. So for those of you who are going through despair, sadness, depression, even suicidal tendencies, ask yourself some of those those questions. What kind of thoughts are like weeds in your mind that you've been cultivating, holding on to, petting, uh, pl- feeding? Uh, you know, it's like you're growing this garden in your life, in your brain that it's like choking you out. Ask yourself, like, what are those thoughts? Do you like them? Are they serving you in any way? How long would you like to hold on to those? Is there any reason that you have to hold on to those? What if you just like stopped holding on to those? What if you just like went full on like positivity instead? What if you just completely changed your life based on your thinking? What if you said, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to hold on to those thoughts. I don't want to be that darkness anymore. I want to be instead love, light, positivity. And you started you just started filling your mind with those thoughts instead. And all of a sudden you had a garden that was full of beautiful flowers. I've done that. I've been on both sides. But you always have to be cultivating the garden. You have to be pulling those weeds whenever they come, which they always will. Remind yourself that you are not those weeds, that those weeds don't belong in your garden. Are they serving you? Then pluck them up cast them out and instead intentionally be filling your garden with thoughts that are positive that are good that are beautiful that are love find quotes find affirmations do meditations listen to music that is all light love and like beautiful things philippians 4 8 Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So that's just a verse telling us what to think about. It says, just think about these good things only. There's no room for any other thoughts. How are they serving us? They aren't. Jesus says no amount of worry is going to add a single moment onto your life. So why do it? How does it serve us? It doesn't. The Bible has an amazing psychological message. And part of that message is uh, being very careful about how we think. What you sow, you will reap. It's kind of like the, the whole thing about manifestation. Where your attention goes, energy flows. That's manifestation. That's sowing and reaping. You are not your thoughts. Your life is yours to create. Uh, When it comes to waiting, what I've been learning is I'm not waiting for anything. There's nothing to wait for. And I was getting all bogged down in the waiting, like wondering, well, when is my full healing going to take place? Getting kind of impatient. That's not what it's about. It's about walking. So I've decided to get back up continue walking, 
Stop worrying about what God's doing. That's his part. My part's to walk. My part's to stay positive. My part's to be full of joy, light, love, and positivity. My part is to not allow myself to be deceived, to not allow these doubts that creep in to take any hold, but to just let them go. And one more thing, wishful thinking doesn't change the seeds you've planted. This was a really good point in the message today. If you want to be a happy person, wishful thinking doesn't change the seeds that you've planted. So if you're always planting seeds of negativity in your mind, you're always going to be negative, you're always going to be sad, you're always going to be stressed out, you're always going to be worried, you're always going to be suicidal, you're always going to be mad and angry and unhappy and full of darkness and full of rage and full of just bad energy, no matter how you want to feel. Because as long as you're planting those seeds, you're going to reap what you sow. So instead of planting those seeds, instead of allowing those weeds to be there, friends, I don't know how to tell you more plainly. You've got to take your thoughts into captivity. You've got to say no more of that crap. Like stop. Stop and change. Wishful thinking won't change. (laughs) I told Kelsey today. Nothing is going to change unless people change. (laughs) There won't be change without change. You can't just expect things to change if you don't change. Like things are always going to be the way they are unless you change. Something has to change. And I think that starts in your mind. So start by changing the way you're thinking. What kinds of thoughts you're actually attending to. What kind of thoughts you're bringing in. Change the music you listen to. Change what you do for fun. Kill your TV. Kill the news. Kill all the negativity, the banter about politics. and Just kill all that stuff. And instead, bring in love. Bring in light. Bring in joy. You know, it's very simple. That verse I just read in Philippians 4.8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And that's it. That's the end of this message. I hope it helps. I hope you change. I want you to live. I want you to live abundantly. I want you to live joyfully. I want you to live in love and in light. But if nothing changes, you won't change. So change. Please change. I love you. I love you. And I want you to change. And I want you to love your life. I'm here to tell you, life is sacred. Life is precious. And when it feels like you're going to lose it, that's when you begin to value it. And if there's any message I can give to anyone... It's that you can't waste your life. You can't waste it. It's too precious. So change. Whatever needs to change for you to love your life, change it today. Just stop. I love you. I wish you the very best. 
May you find the life that is truly life and live it fully. May love flow into you and through you like a conduit from the source of all hope and comfort. Life is a dream. Wake up.